get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Crawling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Talking all things cannabis with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint infused with a bit of that, a bit of this. It's all part of the experience of life. Thanks for tuning in. You ready to begin? Then welcome to the PMP. Pop Moms Podcast. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's on. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's the Pop Moms Podcast. Oh, it's on. Hi, it's Kate, your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about ganja yoga and the benefits of practicing while you're high. If you listened to the first cannabis and yoga episode, you know all about this ancient pairing. Cannabis has been used in various religions, cultures, and practices for thousands of years. Be it the tantric yoga philosophy, Lord Shiva's gift of it to humans for enlightenment, or its more widely known use in the Rastafarian culture, the powerful spiritual combo and how it reacts with our endocannabinoid system is hard to ignore. With its clear connection to our body's homeostasis or balance, it's no wonder that some are turning to incorporate it into their activities and routines. I had the wonderful opportunity to take Aaron Allen's Ganja Yoga class in Seattle, Washington. This class, while I must note that Washington laws do not allow for smoking inside a business, combines a gentle and focused yoga flow and meditation and cannabis. Aaron is on Instagram at yogi underscore Aaron underscore Allen, that's with an A, and her website is www. Dot mysticherbyoga.com. If you're in the Seattle area or plan to ever visit Seattle, sign up for her email to stay up to date on Ganja Yoga class offerings. So I recorded some of the thoughts that I was having uh, on my way into the class. So let's go ahead and take a quick listen to that. All right, so this is Kate. I'm checking in right before I have to um, start looking for parking. Um, tonight, I am doing my very first ganja yoga class with Erin Allen at Kula Movement in Ballard, Washington, just north of Seattle. I am super, super excited. I'm feeling a little bit nervous. I've been listening to some really good Pop Moms music um, some rap anthems so I can really get pumped up. Um, sometimes meeting people for the first time, uh, makes me feel nervous. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that everything goes well and I'm really excited to see what it's all about. I will check in after. Bye. So I have been practicing yoga for almost 20 years which honestly kind of dates me, so let's just ignore that for the time being. My point of that is that non-intentional humble brag, um, I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect, and even though I wasn't worried about the actual class itself, I still was in my head. Uh, What if I got too high? What if I said something stupid? 
Sometimes it's really hard to get out of our own heads and focus on what is actually happening. Enter cannabis. When these thoughts were going through my head, I hadn't smoked yet. I was so worried about the world around me that I wasn't really even able to focus on what I was actually feeling because the sense of the overwhelming had already sunk in. Thankfully, I was able to chill out a little bit after I got to the yoga studio. Yoga studios kind of have a way of calming one down, am I right? So I took Erin's class and it was just fantastic. Uh, We're going to spend some time talking about it during this episode. Um, I'll interview Erin and we'll walk you through the wonderful format of the class and give you a little bit more information on what it was like. But now I'm going to go ahead and cut to the clip I recorded immediately after the class. Go ahead and give it a listen. Hello, it's me. Or is it? Or is it just a really, really relaxed me? This is Kate, host of the Pop Moms podcast. I swear to you that I am calmer and more relaxed now than before I had children. Erin is an absolute master when it comes to relaxation Um, she started the class off with talking about the history of the plant and then we went and had, you know, a little bit of a bonding moment, um, where we all introduced ourselves and then we went outside and we smoked weed, which was fucking awesome. And then we came back inside and had like the most luxurious, um, practice It was really, really nice. I mean, my body, I'm used to doing a very vinyasa yoga. So when I initially saw um, that we were going to be doing more of like a restorative yoga, I kind of got excited because I usually don't take those classes. And I was high and I was just like sitting pretty, having a good ass time. Um, If you can hear all of that noise in the background, I'm not sure, but it is snowing like a motherfucker outside. Um, I hate snow and right now I couldn't care less because I am that relaxed. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited, um, to interview Erin because now having taken her class, I'm so excited to learn more about why she chose to be the number one yoga ganja teacher in Seattle and probably Washington, probably the Pacific Northwest. We'll find out. Talk to you soon. Mm, That's dope. I mean, you can like hear the tone shift in my voice after versus before. Like I was still excitable Kate, but I was just more calm, more in touch with how I was feeling. So um, Aaron actually trained with Dee Dussault, who is the author of the book Ganja Yoga, and the teacher credited with popularizing the combination of cannabis and yoga in recent times in the U.S. Um, cannabis has been associated with bringing relief to people with different ailments, MS, PTSD, cancer, pain, anxiety, depression, Crohn's disease, and other stomach-related issues, things that are really hard if you don't have help with it or if you don't have relief with it. So cannabis-infused yoga brings more of like a heightened awareness 
and focus to your body. And it helps you sync your mind with your body and your breath. And it does it in a really efficient way. And that helps with anxiety and depression and pain management. Using cannabis while practicing yoga, it just helps like shut your brain up. It stops the analyzing that goes on in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. And you can focus on the sensual engagement and the sensory experience, which Erin does an amazing job of taking you through. Simply put, you'll be able to step out of your head and into the present on your own mat. Erin says it best, it combines the right side and the left side of your brain for a magical combination. So now we're going to cut to my interview with Erin. Please remember to follow the Pop Moms Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're at at Pop Moms Podcast. If you have questions for me or if there's a topic you want to hear about, please let me know. You can email me at potmomspodcast.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash potmomspodcast. Uh, We're going to be switching up our subscription tiers, so check that out and see if you're interested. Um, We're also on Doobie, which is the pot-related sharing platform as at potmoms. I'm going to see how many times I can say the word pot right now. Um, You can follow us on Facebook, too, if that is your main platform of choice. Um, And I keep alluding to it, but our email list is going to be a lot more active starting next week. Um, We're going to email links to newest episodes. We're going to give you teasers for future guests. And um, as always, we'll share information and discount codes from our partners that you can partake in. Um, So go ahead and listen to my interview with Erin. She's such a sweet soul, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to have met her. Enjoy. Pop Moms rule. All right. Welcome to the Pop Moms podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with my new friend, Erin, and um, she has been doing amazing work um, with Kula Movement um, to go ahead and bring Ganja Yoga to Seattle. Um, So Erin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I kind of found cannabis and yoga through a little bit of a weird path. I was working for about a decade as a mental health counselor, and I was working in the nonprofit sector, I was working with kids, it was really challenging stuff, and I actually got to a point where I was just taking it all home. I was super depressed. I was literally taking every medication you can imagine, antidepressants, sleeping pills, pain pills, anxiety pills, you name it. Um, I actually got to the point where I was so depressed I was ready to end my own life. And it's kind of funny because I actually turned to cannabis as sort of a way to escape reality. And the effect that it had on me was the polar opposite. And I totally did not intend that. So I had kind of, you know, used cannabis a few times here and there, usually at parties, usually after I was already drunk. And I had a very different experience with it. Um, When I was home alone and I consumed it, it was just like, I was like brought into the moment, brought into my body, brought into my brain. And um, 
through that, I actually started meditating. Um, and I was meditating while I was high. And I was having these insane experiences where I was just connecting my mind and my body on a level that had never, ever been connected before. And just started having all of these realizations about life and how amazing it really is and how I didn't have to be as miserable as I was making myself. <laughs> So, um, you know, through time, I just started doing, you know, when I started smoking, I wanted to move my body. And that was also kind of a relatively new feeling for me. I had practiced yoga on and off for about 20 years, but much more off than on. Um, you know, I had gotten to a point where I had gained about 70 pounds. Um, and so when I started incorporating cannabis into my life and started meditating, I started moving. And I started one of the things that I found that I loved was doing yoga while I was high. Um, and so after about a year, I actually was able to get off every single one of those medications wow. and I lost 70 pounds and it was pretty, I was, I mean, I felt like a brand new person and everybody who knows me and followed me through that journey, all of my friends and family saw how impactful and amazing it was. And I kind of just got to a point where, you know, I, I went into the counseling profession because I wanted to help people and I didn't feel like the tools I was using from the traditional methods of the you know that I had been taught in grad school were actually helping. And when I found what cannabis and yoga did for me and how profound that was compared to you know traditional means of therapy and medication, I just knew that I had to share that with the world. And not that I'm saying that people shouldn't also do those things. What works, you know, for some people works for some people, and for me it just didn't work, and this did. And I left my career as a marriage and family therapist, and I went to yoga teacher training. I actually moved to Seattle. I was living in California at the time, and it wasn't recreationally legal there yet. That's and so, right, because that just started in mm -hmm. 2018. So I moved here so I could work legally in the cannabis industry and just kind of learn everything I possibly could. Um, so now I run HR for one of the largest retail cannabis companies in Seattle, and I teach yoga, and I also am lucky enough to teach ganja yoga. I love that. I love that we can have um, careers in an industry that we have such passion for. Yep. I think that that's really impactful, and that it's been really cool like living in an area where it is legal to have that opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. I. Um, it's funny. So when I started this journey, I was started teaching sort of my friends in my living room kind of situation, and it was a fun thing to do. But um, when I Googled it, it wasn't a thing. Nobody was really doing this. And then I stumbled upon a book called Ganja Yoga, written by Dee Dussault. And it's so funny. I remember cracking this book open. I was actually on vacation in Mexico. And I opened this book, and I start reading the foreword, and tears just start streaming down my face. And I just had this feeling of, oh my god, I'm not alone. And I was just so excited to be reading these words of someone else who had been on a similar journey. And so then I saw that Dee was starting a Ganja Yoga teacher training, and I knew that I had to go. So um, I did, and I'm lucky that Dee is now one of my very good friends. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She's yeah. fantastic. She's really rad. Yeah, she's such a great support, and I love her to death, so <laughs> I feel very blessed. That's really cool. Yeah. So you were able to train with her. Yep. Like, What was the biggest takeaway from being under her study? 
So honestly, the biggest, so she, her program is very focused on alignment and keeping the body safe, um, which I really loved and appreciated. But honestly, I think the biggest takeaway for me was just being in a community around so many other people who shared the loves that I shared and just being around that energy and the, so I was part of her second teacher training and we were, it was kind of a very bizarre thing. I think it's the one and only time it was all women. And there was just this amazing vibe and energy through the entire thing that I will just cherish for the rest of my life. That's so cool. That's one thing that I really, I didn't see coming, I guess, when I first got involved in the industry. Um, Everyone is I think because we all felt sort of like misfits to begin with. Totally. Because like, we're like, is this just me? Like, do I just really like getting high? Like, are these really <laughs> profound? You know what I mean? You yes. kind of question when you're like, because you're like, it's a plant. And I've been told for so long through, you know, various outlets, be it how you were brought up or programs in school, that this is not something that should be celebrated. It's something that should be feared. Absolutely. And so like, that's kind of how the Pop Moms podcast podcast was born too like because I had found a group of women where I was like wow I hella feel like myself around you guys and like not like the even you know yourself that you are around people that you're familiar with mm-hmm. like I feel like my true self and like even in a lot of the interactions that I've had with listeners and that I've had with you know other people who have you know been on the show it's amazing. It's like you don't have to cut through the bullshit. Exactly. You I know. can just be that. Yeah. When I quote unquote came out of cannabis closet. <laughs> I love that. The canna closet. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I, when I did that on social media, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, obviously, all of my close friends and people that I spent time with knew, but you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of other people on there that had no idea. And the overwhelming amount of support, love, and just like, you know, I'm right there with you. I I probably had 10 people send me direct messages saying it makes me such a better mom. Yep. I completely agree. And it's funny because I had a similar, I was, I was like really nervous. Like I slowly chipped away at like the social media platforms, which is funny because I probably did it backwards. Like I was okay with LinkedIn mm-hmm. and like all of that. Cause I'm like, ah, these people don't want to hire me. I don't really want to work for them, <laughs> right? you know? But then it was like, okay, it was <clears throat> first, you know, having the pop moms podcast, Instagram, and then my own personal Instagram to promote pop moms podcast. And then like creating a Facebook page and then finally just pushing it all through that too. Cause yeah. you know, you have like relatives that are like six times removed from you know for me middle Wisconsin so (laughs) like you just don't know but even a lot of them I I think what I learned from that is the people who will reach out surprise you absolutely like I had I had a friend from college share it that I would have like if you would have given me 45 names like I would have not included him as in one of them like or people from my middle school you know be like yeah hell yeah like this is great like and getting that support kind of fuels your confidence in being like this is the right decision this isn't in my head and I think that's really powerful yeah it really does I my favorite story pertaining to that I when we I came out of the cannabis closet with my husband's family he has a grandmother who I I think her birthday actually might have been yesterday 104th birthday oh 100 happy birthday (laughs) grandma she's a really rad human um but she you know she was raised very catholic very religious and um we were a little afraid of how this was going to go and 
this amazing woman literally grabbed me by the arm, starts walking me around her retirement community, introducing me to every single one of her friends and says, this is my granddaughter. She works in the cannabis industry. Do you have any questions for her? Oh my God, I love I know. it. I was blown away. I literally couldn't believe it. It was so awesome. And I was like, you know what? If she can get down with this, then like, yeah, I'm good. Yep. I'm good. Like people will come around and it's- some have been slower to come around than others, but yeah. But hopefully they'll all come around because like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think so many of the misconceptions are within miscommunications or like poor information absolutely it's all about ignorance and i don't mean to say ignorance in the you but know, it in a bad way it's just it's just not knowing right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's really true and your class does like an amazing amazing job of like setting up what the plant is why we want to honor it you know like that was what was really impactful like to experience you know, because you held it in such a revere. Yeah. And I think that that's important, too. You yeah. know what I mean? As it does become more and more widely available, mm-hmm. having it being able to help, like be held in such a revere, I think is going to be the difference between its use and kind of like the alcohol industry even. Yeah, agreed. So cut to today, you run a ganja yoga class. Can you tell us like a little bit more about that? Like explaining like the class format And for anyone who's, like, interested. Sure thing. So, um, like you said, the classes are at Kula Movement, which is on Ballard Ave. Um, Unfortunately, for legal reasons, we cannot consume on the premises. Um, It's currently illegal in Washington to consume inside of a business. So until we find some rich person who has a giant house who's willing to host (laughs) these classes, we are relegated to going outside to smoke. Um, So I don't think it takes away from the class, Do you not? I'm so glad to hear that because I feel like it's pretty disruptive to go outside, put all your clothes on, kind of shiver out there. I mean, it's definitely like a little bit of a bonding experience. And I'm hoping that that we can all kind of like, you know, become a little closer together because of this, you know, silly law that prohibits us from smoking inside <laughs> right and well and like t- you hit the nail on the head it's like this law's preventing it but at the same time like I love that you've found a way to still create such a sense of community in the act of like solo going and bundling up you know what I mean like yeah. it was really funny to experience because we all went outside right and then everyone you know I mean I did the same thing when I was heading there I'm like okay what do I do I bring a one hitter do I bring a bowl? I'm like, what if it falls over my car? You know what I mean? Like all of those things. I'm like, should I bring a joint? I'm like, I don't know if I can smoke a whole joint. And I don't know if anyone's going to want to smoke with me. Or like, you know, kind of yeah. all of the different things. I'm like, what if they think I have a cold? What if they get a cold later and blame it on me? You know what I mean? Like that's how, like, and again, that's my own problem. I love that. But like that's the rabbit hole that I like kind of went down. And um, it wasn't like that at all. Like, I think people were a little, like, not apprehensive, but people were a little guarded at first. Mm-hmm. But we're so used to going outside and smoking that yeah. I don't think, like, the act of going outside was, like, a big thing. But then I love it. And it might have even been you at some point, And you were like, if anyone doesn't have weed, we got it. Like, <laughs> yes. come over here and smoke <laughs> it, you know? Like, and I think that was, like, a really cool way to, like, break the ice and have everyone feel. Like, because if you think about it, like, Smoking cannabis with someone is, it's kind of an intimate exchange because you're, you're partaking in something with them, but then you're also like, you're letting your own guard down and you're kind of showing a little bit of your own vulnerability that like, 
okay, like if I get really weird, like sorry, yeah. or you know anything like that, any any behavior um, after that. So <laughs> I thought it was awesome. It was like, I mean, it kind of it was like an adult like not a sleepover because obviously like we didn't sleep there but it was so nice because then after you know we went out and smoked and everyone came back in a little bit more united and a little bit more like I don't know maybe just like in tune with the group so I thought it was like really nice and I I I mean I definitely was like oh okay this is really cool so like we were able to have a little bit of a history of cannabis and why it got a bad rap and you know information about it and then we went around the room and introduced ourselves which was really cool too because I mean maybe you remember remembered one or two persons names but like you still felt like you knew something about the people in the room um and it was no pressure you know what I mean you're like or just don't say anything you know some people are still super guarded about their own cannabis consumption or the fact that they are going to a cannabis class because it's kind of a yeah and I mean some people are like I don't really know a lot about it you know and it's Mm -hmm. like it's nice because you don't have to know a lot about it and you actually learn something about it through taking the class which was really cool yeah so that was um so the opening circle part is actually something that Dee taught us which I loved and um you know, part of one of the reasons I want to do this is to sort of build that community because I do feel like you said we are sort of like little misfits out mm-hmm. there in the wild and being able to find our people when you connect with them is just such a magical, awesome thing. Um, and so I wanted people to be able to have that time to like look each other in the eye and say hello and learn, a, you know, if somebody wants to share, learn a little bit about that person. Um, but the part before that where I have everybody together and I just kind of go into some detail about the plant and the history and all that kind of stuff was something that I brought in because it's important for me for people to just be informed and aware. I think that it is the ignorance, once again, no judgment on that word, just the not knowing that has created this stigma around the plant. And I feel like the more that people are armed with the knowledge, the more that that stigma will break down. Yep. And the more you know, it it almost comes across as more informative versus defensive. Right. Because I feel like that was my problem in the past with, you know, friends or family members who didn't quite see eye to eye on my consumption. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of it was like mis mis like misinformation. Yes. And so to be able to be like, oh yeah, I could see how if that were true, that might be something that could be concerning. (laughs) However, It's not. Very (laughs) diplomatic of you. Oh, it's taken years. It's taken years. Lots of practice. All right, so we came back in. I mean, there was, like, options to grab water, to grab tea. And then we kind of, we hit our mats. And we started really kind of settling down, beginning to put ourselves in a meditative state. So the sequence of poses. So one thing that I, like, I loved about it. Like, I'm an annoyingly vinyasa girl. Uh Like, I love that. I'm high energy. Like, I love to get that, like, get up and go. And I love to have, like, sweat and whatever. (laughs) And so, like, I didn't know. I didn't, I, like, purposely didn't do a ton of, like, looking into what the class might be like because I wanted to be surprised. I didn't want to have any preconceived notions going into it. And I'm sorry for anyone listening if I'm spoiling it for you, but it's so, so worth it. Um, It was awesome. It was, it was so relaxing like I think I said to you after I feel like more relaxed than like before kids and that is it's so true I literally was like I can handle anything right now and it was like a perfect combination of a good like cannabis strain and like your thoughtful teachings oh thank you yeah so um 
the practice itself is sort of, it's kind of a combination of many things that I've learned over the years. So I wanted to bring in a lot of sort of guided imagery and guided meditation because I have found that when I am high and I am meditating and or practicing yoga to sort of have that in my head, I'm able to tap into kind of that more like energetic body and kind of like feel all those mystical things that sound, people talk about when they talk about yoga but that I was never ever actually able to feel until I actually did yoga when I was high. And so I wanted to sort of bring that magical element into the practice. And so um, the we're doing a chakra restorative practice. So you're going into um, each pose for and it's sort of corresponding to the chakra. And then there's a guided imagery with, you know, imagining lights and kind of all kinds of, I don't know, I guess sort of positive guided imagery to take you through the process. Um, yeah, and then it's a pretty slow moving. You're holding the pose for a few minutes and then on to the next and uh, then ending with a nice, long, juicy Shavasana. And it, I mean, like you really, you just sink into the poses. And it's funny because I think you really achieve something with the combination of like having the re relaxation properties of like cannabis and then also yoga. Like I'm, the way my mind works is like, I'm not very, obviously I'm not very good at settling down or anything like that. <laughs> I'm an excitable person, but like I was able to like totally unplug and not, I mean, I have like, I mean, I have three kids, a husband, jobs, you know, a whole bunch of things to think about. And I didn't think about that wow. during the entire thing. And like, I can't even do that if I'm trying in a <laughs> lot of cases. That's amazing. It was like a nice little mini vacation from like your life, mm -hmm. which not that you need one. Right. You know I mean, like, I don't, I'm not like, you know, trying to complain here, but like, it was just a really nice, like, self-care thing yeah and I think that was the thing that I was like oh my god I should be doing this at least once a week <laughs> I mean just like just from like the decompressing you know like I, I feel like the like pressures and our daily we get so lost in like our daily to-do lists and things like that that having something that can kind of just like pull us out of that so easily is just like fantastic yeah, well, and, you know, things that we don't think about, we're just sort of filled with these stimuluses in our life, and it's, you know, the television, and the sounds that our refrigerator's making, and, you know, street noise, and all of these things are really, like, exciting our nervous system, and so to just have, like, that moment to completely relax and let your body just kind of tune out and have that space to be really just in that moment is, I mean, it's... It's essential, I yeah. think, for our well-being. And I think it's awesome for, like, moms to think about, too. Like, I, I find myself having to stop myself because I wish, like, oh, I can't wait until our youngest is five. I can't wait until, you know, I can't wait until blah, blah, blah. You know, there's millions of it. And I'm like, but instead of wishing that away, like, being able to be present in the moment, mm -hmm. like, that's something that's hard. Like, you have to, like, reach down inside your own head and like pull yourself out of it in a lot of cases and like yeah. the imagery and the feelings that you were describing like they are so they're just I don't know and again maybe it was me because it's just the headspace I was in it was like perfect like there was a little bit of colored light in the background and it just like corresponded so well with like the imagery that you were putting in all of our heads mm -hmm. like and I know I'm getting like dorky about no, it no that's because, not you're like, speaking my language girl that's not dorky <laughs> but, like it's sometimes hard for me to go like mystical and things like that yeah, but to be is. able because yeah. it's like you know, we've been so preconditioned to like deal with logic and real and like we 
you know, in contrast to like speaking with my kids who, you know, then can dream up anything, yep. you know? And so to be able to kind of tap into that like innocent, pure, childlike feeling and for your body to do that, like it's just so restorative. It is. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that I also bring up when in my little informational session before class is... What I love about cannabis, one of the many things I love, is that it kind of links your right and left brain. Mm -hmm. And so that at the same time that you're able to kind of go on these creative journeys in your head, you can also hold on to that logic, um, which is a really cool place to be because it's not like you're just sort of like, you know, piecing out. You're just, you're still there. You're still present. You're just able to sort of tap into something that you weren't necessarily able to tap into before, making these like new connections in your brain. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is those connections don't go away mm-hmm. when you're not high anymore. Like they're still there. All that rewiring of your brain and all those new connections that are made are still continuing on after the fact, which I think is also just so awesome when you think about it, right? It's like, out, I mean, it's outrageous. And even like our culture, specifically now, like, It's interesting to me the time in which we are able to have open conversations and, well, not openly consume cannabis, but, you know, at least it's legal. Yes. Um, Here. Here. (laughs) Damn it. Uh, But I think that it's interesting as it corresponds with, like, human beings right now. Mm -hmm. Like, we've never been more connected through social media, through our cell phones, through our emails, and, like, to be able to have something that can kind of delink us from that, yeah. I think is, like, super powerful. And, Agreed. like, is this the universe? Like, you know, we can be pissed off that, you know, cannabis hasn't been legal in for so, in so many places, and but at least we're having the conversations now to, like, get it back in, and people are open to doing research about it. I mean, at some point, I think you even mentioned it in your classes, there was massive amounts of studies just completely ignored uh-huh. and destroyed because it didn't fit the government's agenda. Yep. So, like, horrifying, but, yep. like, hey, we're having those now and I don't want it to be like a better late than never. But (laughs) I am happy that I'm like, you know, able to be a part of these conversations because they're so essential. Yes, agreed. So, okay, let's talk. So do you have a next class that's coming up? Um... Not specifically on the calendar yet. Perfect. Um, we'll, we'll make sure that we send out updates okay, as soon awesome. as you know. Yeah. So we're trying to do it about once every month or so. So, okay. yes. And do you do private at all? Like, would you do private lessons somewhere if I, someone did have their, I would that big mansion? Hey, to. rich listeners. <laughs> Potmomspodcast at gmail.com. I'll hook you up with Erin. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would totally be interested in that. I think it would also be like a really cool alternative sort of bachelorette party. Kind oh my of god, thing, right? totally! Yeah. Or like a couples thing, yes. like couples yoga stuff. That would be really mm-hmm. cool too. Got some good ideas here. <laughs> now, if I only knew how to market myself right. to make these dreams come a reality, oh, <laughs> it's hard, man. It's yeah. hard doing the business and all of it is like it's, it's just exhausting. Me. I don't. My brain doesn't work that way. I need to like. <laughs> if I were rich, I'd just hire somebody to help right. me with this. But right, uh. I hear you there. Okay, so what's your favorite? So are you? We've been talking more about um, how indica and sativa maybe aren't like the best ways to denote strains. In the past, we've been able to say, you know, indica, indicouch, you know, and then sativa. I love using it for cleaning and listening to Post Malone. So like, (laughs) you know, like it's like now we're focusing more on terpenes. Are you like, have you been focusing more on the different terpenes or like how are you picking your, your strains that you use? Yeah, so I definitely will look more toward the cannabinoids and terp profile. Um, I 
you know, it's it's weird because you will still like if you find like a true sativa sativa, like you'll feel the difference in that like buzzy, heady kind of thing versus a you know indica that just knocks you on your ass and you know puts you completely out. Um, I like the sensation of sort of the indica leaning. Um, so I I tend to get a little anxious when I smoke a sativa, but I will fall asleep immediately if I go straight down to like that heavy indica yep. path. So somewhere in the middle is what I prefer. Um, and yeah, um, so usually I the terpene um, linalool, which mm-hmm. is the same one that's shared with uh, lavender, mm-hmm. is one that I tend to really like and gravitate towards. Um, and if I'm feeling like I want a daytime smoke, um, limonene is a good one, which mm-hmm. also shares its terpene with uh, citrus fruits. Um, and I just like really like the taste of those. I know. So. They're so good. <laughs> They're when it's like a touch skunky and a little lemony, yes. I'm always like, mmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also, you know, sometimes struggle with sleep. And so finding a strain with the high CBN mm-hmm. is really helpful for me as well. Um, and something I learned, which I think is cool to share, is CBN is actually produced in... Um, you, you can find it in a fresh strain, but also if you just let your weed sit out and get old, it'll have higher rates. Of oh CBN my God. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. So, um, yeah, that's a fun little tidbit. So, yeah. so if you got something that's good for sleep, let it sit out and it'll be better. <laughs> exactly. See, like a fine wine. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Do yeah. you have any favorite strains? Um, you know, oh. It changes so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like the what's available at the stores is sort of just this literally constantly rotating mm-hmm. thing. And so I try not to get too attached to one thing. Because yeah, when that's I do, fair. I'll never be able to find it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, um, the retail shop I work at, we train our bud tenders really well. They're incredibly knowledgeable. And so I usually just trust them. I'll tell them what experience I'm looking for and then I'll let them kind of guide me. And rarely, rarely do they steer me wrong. So that's awesome. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky with that. I also really love, um, there's this product made by Fairwinds, a local company. It's called mm. Full Extract Cannabis Oil, and it comes in this little like syringe-looking thing, um, and it uses the entire plant. And I just put it into little vegan capsules and take that essentially as a supplement every single day. And so I use a high CBD, low THC yeah. one, and I have found that to be like just life-changing for me. Um, so yeah, that is by far and wide my absolute favorite product. Incorporating a routine CBD in my life has been a game changer. Mm-hmm. I didn't think like, and again, like fine, if it's a, fine, I don't care because it makes me <laughs> feel better. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I have, I have a gummy in the morning and it really just starts my day off entirely different. Mm-hmm. I always joke that, like, the dishes can stay dishes. They don't have to be this big, like, monster climbing climbing up my back to, like, make me think about when, you know, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. Or things like that. And I'm really grateful for that because I feel like it does make me take another second to just, like, chill and think about my response. Maybe just be a little bit more, more thoughtful in, like, how it might come off to my kids or to my husband or to just a stranger on the street instead of just kind of, like, going with, our first reaction, which is usually a little bit more emotional based. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that fight or flight reaction. Exactly. Kicks in. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so what are you hoping for your yoga practice in the next year? Like, I mean, is there anything that you're like, it, what's next? In a perfect world, um, I'm going to have to wait until the laws change here, but I would love to open up a ganja yoga studio and have this be a full-time, all-the-time kind of deal. And I'd love to be able to offer different kinds of classes. So in addition to the, um, you know, restorative practice. Um, I think it'd be fun for a lot of people to maybe smoke a sativa and have a vinyasa class. Oh my god, do a rap sativa vinyasa. <laughs> right? And like, Wouldn't that be so what, much fun? That's what I do. I'll smoke, like, after I get the, you know, whatever, when I get, like, done dishes uh, and a good strain, if I know it's a good strain for that, I usually be able to do some pretty active yoga on it, but like, it just gets you out of your head and like you move how your body wants yes, to. Yes, very intuitively. Yes, mm-hmm. versus like, does this look okay? Like, I always would get caught up in like how, which is so, this is like the opposite of the point of yoga, but I would get caught <laughs> up in how I looked in the poses. Yeah. Like, not only from an alignment perspective, but I'm like, oh my God, is someone behind me gonna be questioning, like, why would she wear that? Or like, you know what I mean? Little yeah. things like that when you get in your head. And then I, one time, I just had a freaking blast smoking weed, <laughs> listening to rap music, and doing yoga. And it was like, I was like, whoa, if I can just get out of my head, there's even more benefits to me mentally than there is physically in doing like a really hard like cardio vinyasa class. Yep. And that was insightful. Because you think like, I mean, I've been doing yoga since, let's see, I've been doing yoga for over, for about 20 years. And so like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a game changer introducing cannabis to the mix. It really is. is. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think what happened, because the first time I did it, I think I just got too high and was like, I got to try to do stuff so I cannot be so high. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try yoga. And then it just really like, it just came together, like the wavelengths all met up and it was, it was cool. Yeah. They're a marriage made in heaven. They're meant totally. to go together. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us how to get a hold of you. Tell us how to, how we can reach you if you're interested in, in sharing. Yeah, definitely. So I have a very sad website because again, marketing, not my strong suit. It helps me get a hold of you. <laughs> I guess there's that. Um, so my business is called Mystic Herb Yoga. Um, and the website is mysticherbyoga.com. And then um, Instagram is at Yogi Aaron Allen. And that's A-L-L-A-N. Everybody always misspells it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll have links um, not only to this episode, we'll have links to Aaron's page. And I know that I'm definitely going to go to the next one. (laughs) I told my husband about it. I was like, okay, I think you're going to dig this. Like, I'm really excited to bring him. A lot of the moms I've talked to about are like, just like, tell me when and where. Like, we can hotbox the car on the way. Like, it's like really (laughs) funny how it's like, because sometimes like when you're a mom and like making friends is weird. Yeah. And as you get older, making friends is weird. Definitely. And so then to be able to like find people who are open to try these things and who want to hop in a bar or into a car and hotbox it. Like, <laughs> they're not, you know, sometimes they're few and far between. But yeah, um, yeah so we're really excited. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll have a Pop Moms podcast ganja yoga class Ooh, in the future. Yes, I'm that could so be down. Fun. Aaron, thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate it. This has I appreciate been awesome. It, it has. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Alrighty. Super mom, there she is, doing it all, looking so beautiful. Okay, that's the show today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Bye. Bye, mom.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.